Welcome to Patient Safety with Grace and Alison. Our topic today is maternal health and mental health. So we'll be talking about common health and mental health challenges that um, we have in maternal health and lots of stuff. So stay with us today. And um, today we have a guest here. Our guest is a clinical pharmacist and a mental health pharmacist. She's the vice chairperson of the Association of Lady Pharmacists in Cross River State, Nigeria. She's also the chief pharmacist at the Federal Neuropsychiatric Hospital, Calabar. Please make welcome Dr. Chinwe Efion. Hello, listeners. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for being on our show. So um, I'll start with um, the first question everybody has on their mind. What is mental health? Okay. Before I define mental health, I would like to define health okay, by WHO. That's the World Health Organization. Health is defined as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. In 1978, about 30 years after this definition was brought up, uh, mental health was now defined as a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. From this definition, you can see that mental health is defining you and I. It concerns all of us. You know, Mental health is a spectrum. So we have poor mental health and we have good mental health. We are all somewhere in the spectrum. We can all do something to improve our mental health and well-being. We all can be at risk of having poor mental health and we can decrease this risk through preventive activities. Okay. So, like you've heard, a mental health is a broad spectrum. So, everyone is at risk. So, Ma, how, how common are these mental health challenges in maternal health? Very, very common. Um, when, when we talk about maternal health, we're talking about from the moment the woman conceives and then the moment, months after she has had her baby. So as far as maternal health is concerned, mental health challenges are actually pretty common. Hmm. Now we have to understand that pregnancy comes with good well-being. The, the patient feels, generally feels okay because okay. it feels like your prayers have been answered. Hmm. So... Um, a very large population of pregnant people are happy. However, there are people who already have mental illness before they got pregnant or during or whenever. Now, these people have a higher risk of having even poorer mental health. Another group of people that are at risk of having poor mental health or having a mental disorder are those that for some reason, now become ill after they've had their babies. Mm -hmm. And this is popularly called postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. That's what we call it. Um, common mental health challenges that we see in pregnancy include major depression, anxiety disorder is very, very common, mm -hmm. bipolar disorder, then the postpartum depression, as I mentioned. Uh, maternal depression also comes from some kind of anxiety because you don't know what the future holds for you. Um, especially if you're a single mom or the or you just the woman is just recently widowed or the woman was raped 
circumstances can aggravate and yeah. trigger, you know, a bad um, outcome. Okay. Um, these challenges, what, what causes them? How do they come about? Okay, mental health generally has three components, biological, social, and psychological components. So, the, and they are, they are all tied, one way or the other. The three of them are all tied. Like I mentioned, a woman who was raped and is pregnant is battling with moral issues. Should I have this baby or should I abort the baby? It can cause anxiety. It can, and the, the, the circumstances within which she got raped can traumatize her. All this can lead to some form of mental illness. Um, the ge- genetics are, have been known to play a very important role in, in causing mental health challenges. Um, people who got pregnant in a time of violence and war, you know, with the Boko Haram and terrorism going on around the world, they are actually more at risk of getting mental health um, challenges. So that's basically the the main cause, the main cause of these challenges. So are these uh, mental health challenges common? Are they common? Like, I know here in Nigeria we have problem with diagnosing things early enough. So Mm -hmm. the problem is not really in diagnosing. The problem is in people seeking the right help. People go, they don't go to the psychiatrist or mental health facilities early enough. Everything is religious. Mm. Everybody places a religious um, connotation to everything, you know. So, especially men. So, um, it is actually common. It is actually more common than you would imagine. I think the most common one is the postpartum or paternal okay. um, depression. That's the most common one. But we have we have thousands of female patients who are sexually active who are in their reproductive ages and within the reproductive age and are willing to have babies okay but they're already mentally ill the problem now comes when the patient decides i've taken in let me stop taking my medication Mm. so that makes it worse okay because they feel it will harm the baby yes they're not informed okay no yes Uh, most of our drugs have side effects but if you go to if you seek professional help the, the psychiatrist knows what to do so, so they are pretty common they are very common okay so um these challenges can be prevented right they can be prevented uh, yes um we, we call it um, mental health prevention you know prevention of mental health issues yes it can be prevented to an extent you know in the sense that we don't know as I said, everybody's at risk mm. of having poor mental, poor mental health. The basic things you do to protect your mental health is what everyone should now be doing. That's a preventive you know, strategy. But for a patient who already is suffering from mental disorder, you can prevent a relapse or you can prevent things from getting worse by not stopping your medication. Disclose to your um, your psychiatrist that see you I'm pregnant and I all I want to get pregnant so that they'll review your medication. Do not stop taking your medication by yourself. And um, we're not saying you should stop praying, but don't stop taking your medications. Pray okay. as much as you can, but don't stop taking your medications. 
Okay. So as as a lady that I am, uh, what should I do? What measures should I take to prevent having since the common one is in postpartum depression, to prevent myself having postpartum depression? Okay, that's a very, very interesting question. But the answer is actually very simple. Okay. It is for you to protect your mental health, like I said before. You stop it from happening. You sleep well throughout your pregnancy. Mm. Sleep well. Sleep is, um, sleep is very underrated because a lot of patients that have come down with that have, that have relapsed usually complain of lack of sleep. In fact, the psychiatrist will ask you, how is your sleep doing? Sleep is very important. You find out how much sleep you need and go with it. Don't um, follow what people are saying. Don't sleep seven hours and all that. So sleep is very important. Um, you, you, you learn about your condition. Ask questions. Seek help. Professional help. Um, social help, you know, especially as the baby comes out, once you have the baby, people do not see it coming. When you're pregnant, you are in control of what is happening. Once the baby comes out, it's now two of you. You cannot do many things By because yourself. of that baby. Mm. When people offer help, take it. Mm. Seek help. Put down your pride. Yes, <laughs> pride and paranoia. They're not going to kidnap your baby. They're not mm. going to transfer illnesses to you. You can tell them, please wash your hand, do this, do that. Mm. Don't do everything. My mom would tell me, when your baby is sleeping, sleep. sleep. We don't hear. We want to wash and cook and go and to fix everything while the baby is sleeping. <laughs> then when the baby wakes up, you cannot sleep. You know, so I keep coming back to sleep well. Um, don't forget who you are. You love music. Don't say because you don't have a baby, stop listening to the type of music you love. Because that's what relaxes you. Yes, whatever it is that works for you. If you used to exercise, you seek medical advice to tell you when you should resume your exercise routine. Um, if you're the type that dances, don't don't stop. You know, don't stop that. But very importantly, seek help and when someone offers to help you, please take it with your full chest. So guys, you've heard that. What what relaxes you? Continue doing it. Don't say because you you have a baby now, you don't have so much time. Create time to ensure that you stay happy. Um, So Ma, you're a clinical pharmacist. What do you do to ensure the safety of your patients that have um, mental health challenges? You know, sometimes, um, sometimes I've noticed that patients sometimes just go to fulfill our righteousness, they go to the doctor perhaps because their relatives insist that they must, you know, go for the doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. So they don't disclose so much into the doctors. Okay. That's why the clinical pharmacist part of the reason why the clinical pharmacist is very, very important. Because at that point the patient is paying you money in quotes mm-hmm. for drugs. And they feel, even without knowing, that you owe them. Mm-hmm. So you use you capitalize on that and talk to them, ask Patients. When you see, I, when I see a, a female patient who is within her reproductive age or who is sexually active, you don't ask these questions directly. You're subtle about it. Mm. You see that this patient could be pregnant or whatever. You ask and confirm from her doctor. You go back to the doctor to find if the doctor is aware of mm. these things. Mm. If you find out that the patient is pregnant. You advise the patient to resume antenatal clinics. Don't miss it. Okay. Um, the folic acid, for instance, 
must be in that patient's um, prescription because it's, an, on, it's a small but mighty medication. Yeah. Very, very important. You know, because it would help with some of the antipsychotics or other medications that, mm. that are prescribed. It would help with the formation of the patient's, um, the patient's baby brain mm. and other functions. You know. Yeah, so basically, as a clinical pharmacist, that is what I would do. And mental health patients are also at risk of abusing drugs mm. and alcohol. You have to advise against advice. that, strongly advise against that. We pharmacists need to do more adherence counseling, and there's a lot of psychology involved in it. So that's basically what we have to do. Nothing fantastic, <laughs> but it could save no, that's the patient's, a, that's a whole lot. And the patient's mm. life. Um, guys, if you're yet to listen to our first um, episode, our podcast on medication safety and pregnancy, please do well to listen to it. Then you can come back to this. Uh, so, Ma, can you briefly talk on the place of support and stigma in maternal health? Mm. Well, I, if I could, if I could come up with a policy or submit a policy brief to um, state government or federal government, I'll ask that. Um, Patients living with mental illnesses, whether in the past or potentially going to live with it, should be given, should not be sacked from work, mm. should not be stigmatized. You know, that's what, what stigma is one of the major issues that come with mental health. It's highly stigmatized. People see people see them differently, different, label them, mm. treat them as so discriminate against them. So this policy, not just like it worked for HIV, you in some communities you're not allowed to sack someone. You're not supposed to even ask for mm. the HIV status. So we should do the same. Because we were wondering in Nigeria, is it poverty that is causing the mental illness or is it the mental illness that is causing the poverty? But we've seen that when research has shown that when you empower women, their mental health is better. Better. So the support that the government can give, we cannot even overemphasize it. Let's support women. Men, they, once you take care of a woman, you've taken care of the whole community. The community. You know, so they should get involved. And like I said, seek for support. Support, whether it's social support, whether it's professional help by way of psychiatrists, mm. social support to your friends, your sisters, your brothers. Everybody should get on board to help you until you're better. Mm. And your husband, your partner, you know, he's very he has important. a whole lot of work to do. Yes, the partner is very, very important. Don't he can help you even if you is to make indomie for you while you're sleeping. Mm. You know, life has changed, and then both of you have to change with it. Yeah, that's basically. So, so guys, you read it all. Never stop asking for help if you need it. Ask for it, even when you know that you can handle everything by yourself. Never stop asking for help. Thank you so much, Ma, for coming on the show. Is there anything you have to say? In summary, in summary, I just want to encourage patients, will be patients, to actually take some of the bullet points seriously. Seriously, Take care of your mental health. Then, um, pharmacy students, pharmacists should consider paying attention to medication adherence counseling. It's very, very important. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you for coming on our podcast. So, 
So guys, um, listen to this, share with your friends, your network, your colleagues, and um, look forward to the next episode. Thank you. And have a good day.